Welcome to the Self Love Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Rosenberg. You might know me from my Human Magnet Syndrome book or my Codependency Cure and the Healing the Inner Trauma Child Treatment Program. If you identify as being codependent or what I call self-love deficient, or you consider yourself an empath or a survivor of narcissistic abuse, or if you just have been held back by your life, by your circumstances, or more sadly, a person, say a pathological narcissist, this is the place to be. I will bring my personal and professional experience to help you overcome the biggest and for some the most tragic obstacles. I am committing to giving you the very best information I know that I believe will resonate with both your experience as well as your future dreams. So sit back, enjoy, and let's make this world a better place, one self-love abundant person at a time. Today, I'm going to talk to you about a technique that I recently created called the of course technique. I believe this will be of great value to anyone who is trying to set boundaries with pathological narcissists, which includes trying to break up with them. So let me proceed. When someone is attempting to set boundaries, break up or end a relationship with a pathological narcissist, they will do almost anything, anything to sabotage the efforts of the, the SLD, the person who has who is self-love deficient or who has self-love deficit disorder, or as many of you know who follow me, then it's the new term for codependency. In a recent video I, I, um, I made, I think just a couple months ago, I explained the 12 ways that narcissists try to sabotage an SLD's attempt to break free from the relationship. So in that video, I illustrated how terribly difficult it is to finally set boundaries with narcissists with the intention of breaking free from either their harm, their gaslighting, um, or their very well calculated and planned um, strategies to keep you um, powerless. This is why my of course technique will be just one of the many tools in your recovery arsenal that will help you not only stay mentally healthy um, to keep your focus, your um, what I would call your, your mental equilibrium. If we are going to finally take the bold and necessary step to break free from narcissistic abuse, we must follow my 11-stage recovery model and specifically the fourth stage, preparing for the narcissistic storm. And that is the time or the process during which you learn everything you can about the narcissist and how they control you and how they have set up the environment, set up you to keep you entrapped in their web of power and control. Through your work in stage four, you'll be able to understand how their calculated maneuvers and your codependency or your self-love deficit disorder interact and keep you powerless, keep you afraid, keep you um, trapped. Um, and with all of that knowledge, you, you build what I call predictive awareness. It's an awareness of not only the narcissism, 
your self-love deficit disorder, the way they interact in the human magnet syndrome, but and it helps you prepare for stage five, and that is the setting of the boundaries. Now I talk about in you know in, in my seminar, which I have a wonderful and detailed rich seminar. It's a six hour uh, recorded seminar of a live presentation I gave six months ago, where it is called Escaping Narcissistic Abuse. When just in these six hours, I described completely state four and state five. So when you have prepared through state four, you are ready and prepared for not only the narcissist and everything they will do to break you down in your pursuit to set boundaries, which could include ending the relationship, but they will do everything they can to keep you feeling powerless, weak, and in need of them. They will sabotage you in ways that will bring forth your fear of loneliness. And as many of you know who have followed my work, self-love deficit disorder is an addiction, SLVD is an addiction, which has its most potent withdrawal symptom, which is pathological loneliness. And once you stop this drug, which is once you get out of the relationship with the narcissist, you are overcome and for many people immobilized by this loneliness. In stage five, because of your work in the previous stage, you are ready. You, to, um, you are ready with the complete knowledge and understanding of your own self-love deficit disorder. You have built a foundation of mental health and you understand in detail what is going to happen when you set these boundaries. This is the chess game, I call. You know, anyone who's familiar with chess knows that the, the most successful chess player can predict a person's moves three, four times in advance, and they will know how that other person reacts to their own moves. So with stage four's predictive awareness, and stage five's necessary ability to set boundaries in a hostile environment, you will ultimately break free of the pathological narcissist. And as I've said uh, many times, because of my surgeon general warning, and as many people know, I'm neither a surgeon or a general, but if we remember what's on a pack of cigarettes, it says if you smoke, you'll get emphysema. Well, if I was a surgeon general, I would say, if you pursue stage five, you will inevitably um, enter into a world of chaos in which over 75% of the people you think you've loved or who love you, they will go away. SLDs or fellow codependents and pathological narcissists. But you know that because you've been taught that in stage four. You have been taught that when you set a boundary, um, the stuff's going to hit the fan and everything that's going to be difficult will happen. But because you've mastered, observe, don't absorb, you understand how the narcissist uses the induced conversation um, ploy to pull you back in. You know about the three strike rule um, in which you set boundaries with full knowledge that um, the boundaries won't be listened to and by the third strike, you execute the consequence. Because of all of your preparation, you will be ready 
for the ultimate setting of boundaries with your pathological narcissist. This is where my, of course, technique comes to bear. Sometimes when we are in a situation where we are finally in state five, we are setting boundaries in this hostile environment with our pathological narcissist, and either the narcissist is trying to break us down, trying to gaslight us, or has triangulated other people as a coalition um, to side with him or her against us, or has tried to deplete our resources, um, external money, internal, emotional, and all of the other ways to try to over, uh, overwhelm us to take back our boundaries. When we stay connected to everything we've learned and we execute those boundaries in stage five, we must be in an observe, don't absorb mode. And just a brief summary, because that information is on YouTube. There's a few videos on YouTube. Um, each one is about eight minutes. And the Observe, Don't Absorb seminar um, presentation is on selfloverecovery.com. And that is a 90-minute explanation. But when we can watch the narcissist try to manipulate us and predict exactly how they're going to manipulate us, we can watch them without letting them trigger us or activate us or absorb. So if you think of um, a pill that will make you sick, if you swallow that pill, you will get sick. So if we let the narcissist inside of us, we give them headspace, we let them activate us, they will evoke emotional, physical uh, reactions in us that will want us to protect ourselves, and then we'll engage in the counterfight. George Bernard Shaw said, when you wrestle with pigs, you'll get dirty. And beside, the pig likes it. You know, the idea is that you don't want to wrestle with the pig and be in a wrestling ring with someone who is an expert in wrestling. So the observe, don't absorb technique in its bare essence says, predict the narcissist reactions Predict the narcissist's need to engage you in a conversation, in a battle, in a conflict. That their power rests in pulling you into the fight. If they can get you to talk, get mad, defend themselves, they can get you into where they are more most able um, to use their potent weapons of manipulation. So if you observe the narcissist, try to pull you into their wrestling ring. And, and I teach in my Observe, Don't Absorb uh, materials, there are two wrestling rings. There is, the, um, there is the physical wrestling ring and the emotional wrestling ring. The physical wrestling ring is everything that you would do in reaction. Yell, scream, defend yourself, be passive aggressive, silent treatment. It's, it's a reaction, um, um, an external reaction. Um, and the emotional wrestling ring is when they get in your head, where you stay mad, resentful, depressed, scared. You're still engaging with the narcissist. All of the narcissist's power is in you reacting and wanting to defend yourself. So when you observe, you are you have predicted the narcissist attempts to pull you into the wrestling ring. You are watching them trying to trigger you. And you decide 
that they are not going to activate you or you're not going to absorb the toxins. You're not going to take that little pill and get sick or you're not going to want to be induced into a fight which is going to, which is the absorb. When you say things inside or verbally, I've learned that it has a profound power of keeping our focus. And for some people, they have adopted their own strategies for the observe, don't absorb technique where they actually say things out loud. And I encourage people to tailor ODA, the observe, don't absorb technique to their own unique circumstances and challenges with their pathological narcissist. When you have predicted the narcissist through this chess game preparation, through your work on stage four, nothing should surprise you. Remember that nothing will surprise you. And when they try to engage you in a reaction, they try to induce the conversation. As a reminder, there is a video with almost almost a million views on induced conversation, but they try to induce you in the conversation. It's important to tell yourself, I'm not going into the wrestling room. I am going to watch them observe the narcissist try to engage me. You tell yourself, my power is in observing and not absorbing, not reacting. And what makes this technique, this life-changing ODA, observe, don't absorb technique, so potently powerful is one word, no, actually two, <laughs> of course. When the narcissist tries to engage you through into induced conversation, I want you to say to yourself, of course. I want you to watch them and see every little technique, strategy that they have done that formerly would trigger you, activate you, or you would absorb um, to get you to fight back, to get you into the wrestling ring, to wrestle with the pig. I would recommend to say it inside because the goal, goal, if you say it outside, you might be accidentally triggering the narcissist and inducing a reaction, and that's not what we want with ODA. So the other day, I was with um, someone um, who I had just met who brought his friend along for, you know, for coffee. And this person was, I mean, was a pathological narcissist. I mean, they're easy to spot. Once, once you achieve good recovery and the self-love self recovery, and you're no longer a codependent, you can spot narcissists everywhere. In fact, I have a video in where I use um, a clip on the sixth sense where, uh, where I use the kid who's saying, I see dead people everywhere. I say, I see narcissists everywhere. And the point of that video is the point I'm making now that it's so easy to spot the narcissist and the codependents once you get healthy. So in this, in this um, coffee um, get together, this person brought up politics and his political views are diametrically opposed, opposite of mine. And um, he, as a narcissist, tried to engage me in a conversation to prove that I was wrong. Because of my work and my own self-love recovery um, and my work on stage four and my abilities on stage five, I recognized his pathological narcissism and I went into my observe and absorb mode.
And I watched the narcissist try to pull me to the wrestling ring. And everything he did through his attempts to induce the conversation, I would say, of course he would say that. Of course he would make a comment about um, the person who he thought he voted for for president um, last election. Of course he would make a comment about my intelligence. Of course he's laughing at me and looking at me with disappointment. With every attempt for him to engage me into this wrestling ring of sorts, I would counter with the comment, of course. And what that does, or what it did for me, and what it will do for you, it will keep you focused on your observe, don't absorb reaction to stay out of this wrestling ring with the pig in which you will inevitably lose if you have a reaction. And what I found out is when I use my of course method, it makes the situation funny. It becomes amusing. And that is when you know you have mastered the observe, don't absorb technique, is when you can watch the pathological narcissist try to manipulate you and stay in your observe or healthy disassociative uh, mode and consciously not absorb, it becomes almost hilarious. But I do not suggest you laugh. I do not suggest you smile because that will be antagonizing and that will pull you into the wrestling ring. And so when this person started to um, get no reaction from me, he started to get more and more upset. And the goal when you are in situations like this with the pathological narcissist is not to upset them because then you are actually fighting with the pig. The goal is to extricate yourself from this, the situation, to remove yourself from the conversation, from the person, or to end in any way the conversation. So in this situation, I knew that I had no other choice but to say I need to go home um, and um, because um, this person was not going to stop. And so this one was easy. I just said in some benign way, um, I'm sorry, but I had an appointment to go to. It was nice meeting you. And this narcissist did not know what hit him. He was left confused and bewildered because anyone who was able to, uh, that anyone who disagreed with him, he was an expert into pulling them into a dialogue that would piss them off. And that would, and this is the induced conversation would bring them into an argument in which he would kick their ass because he was the pig who loved to wrestle and who loved sloshing around in the mud. This, of course, technique is especially powerful when it's um, a lover, a spouse, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a partner, and they and you are setting boundaries in order to either keep yourself safe or, uh, for that matter, um, end the relationship. They will do everything and anything to break you down. And this goes back to the video I talked about earlier of the 12 ways that they try to sabotage um, sabotage you. Um, use everything I taught you um, in the three-strike stri um, boundary setting method 
um, in the induced conversation method, in the observed and absorbed method, but everything that I'm teaching now in this of course technique is when they start trying to engage you um, in defending yourself or getting you angry enough to try to fight back, to say to yourself, of course they would say that because that used to get me mad. Of course he would talk to the children and ridicule me because that has always made me infuriated and want me to attack him. Of course he would threaten, um, he would take away uh, money, which actually isn't his, it's ours, because that is how, uh, that is how he's always punished me. When you catch the maneuver, the reaction of the narcissistic injury and and appropriately understand it or label it as the narcissist's technique to pull you back into the argument and you know you lose all power, this, of course, reaction will save you. It will fortify everything that you've already built and, and mastered through the observe, don't absorb work that you've done. And it will be the reminder of your power in predicting the narcissist and all of their chest moves in order to kick your butt and make you fall prey to their wily, manipulative, um, covert, despicable methods to overtake you, to uh, disempower you, to control you, to hurt you. So in summary, become what I call an observe, don't absorb ninja, <laughs> a master. Build your, your abilities that only come with a mastery of the state four material in my 10 stage self-love recovery program. Um, and that is preparing for the narcissistic storm so that you can effectively move through state five, which is when the stuff hits the fan and everything gets difficult and set boundaries and end relationships that need to be ended or control the harm or relationships that you cannot end or choose not to end. So with that, I say thank you for following me and please um, support the self-love recovery community and visit uh, my selfloverecovery.com site. Be well. Never settle for a self-love deficient life. Understand that everyone who is an SLD has the inner capacity to solve the trauma, the shame, the loneliness, the addiction that keeps them buried in their SLDD and find a way to experience self-love abundance, the codependency cure. Take care and be well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Building a self-love recovery community means the world to me. Spread the word. Let people know what we're talking about. And until we meet next, I'd like to leave you my favorite of all sayings by George Eliot. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Don't forget that. Our future is in our hands, despite what anyone has told you before. You can be the self-love abundant person you've always dreamt of. It's your birthright.